So last night I was, you know, in one of the rooms on Clubhouse. And if you're on the Clubhouse app, um, you know, there's a lot of people, you know, on there, you know, talking about different issues. And I've had a lot of positive you know, interactions on Clubhouse. Um, like I said, talking to a lot of people in business, you know, talking to people, like I said, who work in, you know, who are in local government, you know, city council people, uh, people that's, you know, working on the Hill, you know, in D.C., it's, it's definitely been very, um, you know, positive. But there was a room that I went to last night. And, you know, for the sake of the name of the room, I name it. It said, should non-ADOS be playing um, ADOS uh, characters? And so, you know, I don't get in, involved with acronyms and all of that, you know, because... You know, I just don't. I just say, hey, my classification, you know, was on my paperwork, was on my passport, etc. Is I'm an American citizen. I'm a Black American. That's just what I am. I'm a Black American. Uh, when you go to other countries throughout the world, you're gonna be labeled as a Black American. So that's what I'm gonna call myself, a Black American. But with that being said, you know, I, I always like to go in different rooms and engage the topic. So. The first thing that, that really bothered me and why I'm even making this podcast and even the title that you see, The Crusade of the Militant Integrationalist, is that first I was just saying about, you know, okay, yes, we know that that particular topic has been discussed before. You know, I think that people in within our history, I think that maybe the people should have a connection. Like, so it should be played by a black American actor or actress. Uh, we know that, um, last year, Lapita Nyong'o was going to play a Nigerian character and Nigerians, um, had a fit about it. They didn't want Lapita Nyong'o playing, um, a Nigerian, you know, person because she's Kenyan. Um, but you know, we've seen, you know, Forrest Whitaker, uh, he played Idi Amin. Um, in the last King of Scotland. Now, Idi Amin was Ugandan, you know, so, I mean, Ugandans could have said, well, we don't, we don't want Forrest Whitaker. You know, he's a, he's a black American. We want somebody from Uganda. So it, it, it can go multiple, you know, ways with that. Um, now we know in Hollywood, you know, Samuel L. Jackson came out and said that they're hiring more British black actors and actresses because they're taking less money. Um, than what a black American would take. And, and that's really been the take on um, just immigrants all over in many industries that so they're taking jobs. That's less money. But, you know, I'm a solution based brother and I believe in ownership is freedom. Integration, being an integrationalist is still a form of slavery. So this, this one woman, when I was talking about this and then I was saying black American and she just interrupts me at the time and say, Oh no, ADOS. And I'm like, okay, whatever you want to say, I'm a black American. Just, just whatever do, do you, I said, listen, it, it, at the end of the day, who is hiring those black immigrants? It is the Mazunga who is who owns the, the particular movie or film company. It is a Mazungu. So if we understand that it is a Mazungu owned movie studio and they're choosing who they hire, 
Why are you crusading to be a militant integrationalist? Why are you, and when I mean by militant, I mean you fighting so hard. You, I mean, you hard in the paint fighting to be an integrationalist. So what I said, my solution at the time was, I said, well, instead of us fighting and being a militant integrationalist and fighting to be a part of what the Mzungu owns, and you talking about you want to be a part of his situation, and they were saying that, well, so many roles should be given to black Americans. Why are we, we sitting up here trying to be militant integrationalists instead of trying to own our own intellectual property? I said at the time, listen, instead of basically being a militant integrationalist, why don't we create our own movies, hire the actors and actresses that we want to hire, tell our own stories. You understand? But see, the militant integrationalist is going to find an excuse with that. Well, we don't have the money. Well, you know, we have a wealth gap. Well, we held back. Like, come on, bro. Don't give me that. Listen, you talking to the wrong brother when you start talking to me like that. Listen, I went to Ethiopia in 2018. We took our cameras. We made, you know, a, 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 just want to chronicle what we done in Ethiopia, filmed it. After we filmed it, we edited it. Brother Sharif edited it at the time. We got a movie poster done through, you know, a site like Fiverr, uploaded it to YouTube. Then we uploaded it to Amazon Prime. So our, so our particular you know, documentary is on YouTube and Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime, once you get it on Amazon Prime, whatever the views are, you get a cut like YouTube. No different. Why am I saying that? I'm saying that because you can go film a movie. You can go film a series, 15 minute, 30 minute episodes, and you could tell whatever story that you want to tell. We live in a, in a time period that the gatekeepers don't have the power they used to have. Listen, this was, if this was, um, 1990, I would understand about being militant integrationalist because they had all the power with the gatekeeping today is no excuse. It's no excuse. And even wasn't excuse back then, but it's definitely no excuse. Now, if you want to produce your own movies, the distribution is there to do so. You can get it on, you can pay certain uh, platforms to get your stuff everywhere. Cause the, the wave of the future now is streaming services, especially what happened with, with uh, coronavirus. If you are a musician and the gatekeepers in the music industry don't want to feature you. Okay. Well you get in the studio. Now you can make your own music. They got people that sell beats all day long. You can buy your beats. You can get to the studio, pay for studio time, get, uh, do your music, get it mixed and mastered. You can put it out and then you can put your, your whole album and, and, and anything else on TuneCore. They'll put it on all the streaming services because like Dame Dad said, back in the day, like in the nineties to eighties on back, you needed a distribution deal. Now you don't even need a distribution deal no more because it's literally given to you now. Things that people had to, to hopefully, 
you know, sell their soul for a lot of times. Now you can just at a, at a quick uh, decision, you getting your music and everything out. Look at Tyler Perry, Tyler Perry, whether you like his movies or shows or not, it doesn't matter. Tyler Perry was homeless. He was homeless. He had every reason to feel sorry for himself. He had every reason to say, Hey, look at me. You know, I mean, I'm a black man, homeless, you know, they, they this system treats us bad in, in which they do treat us bad. But what did Tyler Perry do? Tyler Perry said, you know what? I, I'm not going to be on the street all my life. I got to do something about myself. I got to do something with my life. And Tyler Perry went from homeless to billionaire off of the gifts that he has to create plays and to create film. You understand? Now, if you're going to be a, a, a militant integrationist, I was trying to suggest to them at the time, if anybody you need to be approaching about movies, it should be Tyler Perry because he has the, one of the largest movie studios in America. Talk to him. See if you can create some films and, and, and pitch something to, to him or just do things on your own. You understand? But we got to get out of this want to be all involved with these folks. We need to see, I like brothers like Master P. See, Master P, and why I got so much respect for brothers like Master P is that he creates everything on his own. He do his own thing. See, doing your own thing is 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 is, is kind of scary at times. Because especially if you black, when you fall and you fail, it's gonna be a little harder than anyone else. But you know what? The difference with a lot of people is that, listen, anything you do, you take a risk and you could fail. But as long as you get back up, that's the key. If you fall on your face, get right back up. But see, the easy route is being a militant integrationist and saying what, well, this what they need to do for me and this what we need to do for me. Yes, I understand this country owe a debt to black folks. Yes, I understand uh, this country has sabotaged black folks. Trust me, I talk about it all the time. The great American sabotage. We literally sit here and watch other groups come into this country and not be sabotaged, but they make sure to sabotage, to, to harm, harass, and ultimately kill uh, black American people. We know this, but are we going to sit here and just, just fight for militant integrationalism? Or are we going to take control of our communities, take control of all our intellectual properties? We're sitting up here uh, focusing on militant integrationalism instead of our intellectual properties. And other people are literally taking our intellectual properties and monetizing them and providing for their families off of our stuff. And, we, and then we start complaining and saying why they doing that. They, they culture vulture. They do this and the third. Listen, if we don't, do certain things that we create and, and, and turn it into revenue for our particular community, somebody else going to jump on that case in point. Let me talk about that predatory culture vulture, uh, DJ Vlad. Many people complain on him. I have been one of them to say, Hey, he oversteps his bounds. Hey, he's a predatory culture vulture, but are we going to just talk about him? Or are we going to say, wait a minute, we need to we need to start doing entertainment news. We need to start interviewing people and stop complaining on him and start taking that away from him. Because if we don't create these lanes, then what can we say when these other people come in here? But see, the thing is, or the, the, the difference is, and would get on my nerves sometime about some of us, 
is that when we start doing those things, we want to come on with these, these, these crusades and say, why are you doing that? It doesn't matter about entertainment news. It don't matter about interviewing rappers. And you know, listen, these other people are doing it all day long. And whether you like entertainment or not, that is a whole lane and billions of dollars go through entertainment. If we go, if black people is a center focus of entertainment, then it should be owned, ran and controlled by black people, period. So you can pass that entertainment money to the black community. You understand what I'm saying? But we talk about ownership. We don't, we're not fighting for, oh, we need a show on e-network. Why do we need a show on e-network? We can create our own companies and do things for ourselves. Oh, I want a seat at the table, man. F a seat at the table. I'm creating my own table and I'm the king of my table. You understand? I'm not fighting for no seat at no table. These people constantly. I'm so sick and tired of listening to my people being militant integrationalist. You fighting so hard. You banging the drum, you banging, banging, bang. You banging hard in the paint to be a part of what these people got going on. What I fight for is like say ownership. What I fight for is just, if you want to do anything for me, just leave me alone. Leave us alone as black people. Matter of fact, treat us like you treat Asians. That's the perfect people I'm gonna point to. See, Asians are left alone. The police don't harass them. They're allowed to go in their communities. They're allowed to, to build businesses and do everything they want to do. See, they, that is one group, even black immigrants too, but that is one group that you can say, this is what happens when you leave people alone. See, black folks, every time we're left alone for a time and then we build something up, it's, it's destroyed. Then some black people may say, well, you know, I don't, you know, if we build, build it up again, they just gonna do what they did in Black Wall Street. So, because they did that, okay, so what? Should we just beg these people all our lives? I mean, we covered the Willie Lynch letter here. Didn't, didn't we read in the Willie Lynch letter? They said we must keep them um, loving us, only trusting us, depending on us. Meaning you are a slave if you constantly depending on them for everything. Being a militant integrationalist is what Willie Lynch wanted. He wants you to fight for his stuff. You see, let me tell you something about black immigrants. Black immigrants don't bother me. You know why they don't bother me whatsoever? Because they're not infringing on what I'm doing like that. And even prior to me doing this, they didn't infringe on anything I was doing. See, we live in capitalism, whether you whether we agree with capitalism or not. And you got to get it how you live. And, and listen, I understand what we've been through. I'm a black man. I see it all the time. I see it. I talk about it all the time. I've talked about it thousands upon thousands of videos. What we deal with as black people in this system. But I understand that if I don't get it out here, what about my kids? What about the opportunities that, that I'm, I'm a have for them? Cause nobody ain't gonna come get it for me. Nobody ain't gonna come bring me no check every week. Even within my own community, nobody gonna bring me nothing. We have to be as individuals. We got to look out for our, ourselves and our family, our personal families. Then as a collective, we have to look out for our communities. But one thing I'm not going to do, I'm not going to sit up here and be a military integration. Look in, let me tell you something, the news section. Let me talk about that. 
I've never been a militant integrationist to say, oh, I, I just want to get on CNN. I want to be on MSNBC. Man, I, I would like to get a guest spot on Fox News. I would like to be on it. No, I've never done that. In the beginning, when Kellen came on, he said, hey, you know, you want to try to get on these different networks? I said, no, I don't want it. I said, I'm, I want to build my own. I said, because I don't want to be begging people. I don't like when someone has so much power over what, what I'm doing like that, that I can make one comment and now they can snatch everything from me. I don't like that. When people talk about YouTube and, and things like that, the whole time I've been building my own, I got my own website. I'm almost, the, our app is, is just as close to being done where we're going to have our own if, if, uh, African diaspora news channel app and Google play and iOS that go, goes, you know, with our website. So if you're a member on the website, you have to be a member on the website, then you could, you know, download the app and then you could sign in on that. See, that's the things that, that I'm working on. I'm working on other things that be on multiple other platforms. Uh, and, and, Cause I'm not gonna walk around here talking about, well, well, we can't do this on YouTube and Facebook say we can't do it. It should be freedom of speech. Listen, these people could do whatever they want to do on their websites. I understand certain subject matter. You can't talk about on YouTube. Listen, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with it because this theirs, but I understand that you use all the vehicles you can to reach whoever you can listen, YouTube and Facebook and, and Instagram and Twitter are good vehicles to reach the people, but use those vehicles to draw them to what you have going on that you built. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, come on. I mean, like when we talk about even black empowerment, how far are they going to let us talk about black empowerment on their stuff? I mean, we have to think about this. I think about it. Listen, when I watch them take down other people within their own communities, I watch that because it wouldn't be, it, you know, it ain't nothing for them to take anything uh, uh, down away. They can one at one fell swoop, just say, make a new rule and get everybody caught up. But they don't want to hear nothing talking about no black empowerment, no, none of that, no more. And then people say, Oh, it's messed up. They, they being racist. Hey, listen, use these platforms, reach the, a certain audience draw people you can to your stuff. You understand what I'm saying? I have to build up mine enough. And yes, we do ours by, you know, subscription, you know, base. And the reason why we chose subscription based on our website, because we didn't want to go begging advertisers and say, well, you can't talk about this subject. If you want, no, 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 no. Now we get a certain amount of subscriber base, you know, which, you know, our ultimate goal on our website is to get 5,000 subscribers minimum. If we can get 5,000 subscribers or more on our website. Hey, we won at that point on my website. You know, I'm talking about the, the, uh, all the stuff with the, um, I don't want to say the word, but, but the V word I'm going to say when it comes to the Corona, I won't do that on YouTube because they don't want you to talk about that at all. Period. So I'm talking about it over there on, on my website. I'm not trying to be so militant integrationist into anything. I want to build everything on my own. And the only way we as a people are going to be free is that we have to do everything on our own. Yes. I know about a wealth gap. Yes. I know about white supremacy. Yes. I know about all of that, but come on, man, we got a lot of black people who are doing good. There's a lot of black people right now working on things. They got some great ideas. 
They, they trying to build up the black community. We can't just throw our hands up and want to be militant integrationists and fighting so hard to be on part of these people's stuff. Then they, that's how they stay, stay in control of the black community. The first thing other people do when they come here is they, they not trying to be militant integrationists. They trying to get in where they fit in and get some resources so they can do for themselves. We will never have the power we need until we all do for self. We got to be able to uh, clothe ourselves, feed ourselves, educate ourselves. Anything that we need, it has to be, you know, uh, we need to have our own medical facilities. We got to do everything for self to uh, sustain. And we got to make international relationships as black Americans. Because there's certain connections you need to make overseas. Not everything needs to be controlled just in this system. There's a lot you can get access to. Definitely in the continent of Africa. We talking, we talking about uh, connecting and I had in, did an interview with a brother and he's talking about, you know, having access to the, co- to the, the cocoa farms, you know, you can sit up here and, and get your own brand of chocolate. You know, you know what I'm saying? There's just so many different things that, that we can do, you know, just making connections, you know, like I said, but being a militant integrationist or in all of that, like I said, just fighting these people to, to be a part of what they got going on. We have, we have all the ability. We are very, very smart people. We have innovative, you know, people we've innovated America. When, when you see, when you see these uh, things like Washington DC, you see in black American culture, because I, I, cause you know, people uh, throughout the world believe our culture is a Beyonce and, and an ice cube. Uh, you know, no, our culture is Washington DC. That's what we created. Our culture is the stoplight. Our culture is a refrigerated truck. Our culture is peanut butter. You know what I'm saying? Our culture is the home security system. These things I'm talking about black people created. Our culture is the GPS. That's black culture. So when you using these things, you, you're, that's black culture. And even the fads that we constantly uh, come up with and change. We don't, we, we are not a boring people. We always changing things up. My thing is when we create things, we need to own them. When we, we, we do certain dances, when we sing certain songs, listen, we need to own everything that we do. That's the difference with other people versus us. It's not right for no Koreans to be owning a, a lot of the black hair care industry that belongs to black people. But see, we're not focused on ownership. We focusing on militant integrationalism and I'm, I'm not for that. And, and, and don't tell me what we can't do because black people have done way more in the past than we've ever had to try to do in the future right now. So no, we all have the same spirit of our ancestors flowing through us every day. They fought for, and they went through some things that we not even dealing with right now. So don't tell me what we can't do. Don't tell me that. Tell me what we can't do. You basically saying you don't want to do it. You're looking for an easy way out. I'm not looking for an easy way out of everything. We should be owning, controlling everything that we do, say, and think as black people. See, white supremacy love a militant integrationist because they know that's a black person that don't want to do nothing for, for themselves or black people. They love that. What they don't like is a black man or woman that's about owning 
They don't like to hear a black man and woman say they're making six and seven figures off of their own business. They started from nothing. When all the odds is against them, we all don't come from nothing uh, uh, rich around here. Most of us started off, you know, in the hood. A lot of us grew up, you know, in areas that wasn't great. We had them paper food stamps. We had the government cheese, government peanut butter. We had all of that. We, we know how to use uh, a, a butter knife for three different things. You understand what I'm saying? You use it for a screwdriver, use it for a hammer, use it to put some butter on there. <laughs> and if you want to, you can use it for a weapon. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, you know, we, we know we know in, 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 in our neighborhoods how we came up. So even with all the odds against us, we got brothers and sisters right now that, that's, that's, that's making, you know, six figures, seven figures and up. And they, they started off with, with nothing. And we don't want to relegate them. A lot of times what happened with militant integrationists to do is relegate them to, to like this word to hear people say sometime. Um, they, I think they call these uses word unicorn or something like that. Basically saying they just, you know, one of the rare ones. No, there's a lot of black folks doing good, man. A lot of black folks are out here try, trying their best. They, they are, they are, you know, they doing it. And, and I, I don't want to just look at my people as, oh, we got to do a big, these people. Well, we can't do it. Oh, well, we, we so far behind. Oh, well, you know, we got to get this. Listen, we, yes, we got to get some things. Yes. Yes. They owe reparations, but I'm not about to sit up here and hold my breath and wait for a Mzungu to give me what is old. I'm going to get a, I need to give my people and let, let's do our thing. Let's, let's own. Cause you're not going to have no power unless you don't own anything. Understand that people that's militant integrationists and people that's always asking for something have no power. Only ownership means power. We, we got, we got to look at it that way. And there's a good section of our community that don't want to own anything. They, they can't listen. They comfortable just working a job. They comfortable with that. And then they got to deal with racism. They got to deal with, 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 uh, Oh, you can't wear your natural hair. You gotta, you gotta put in hair extensions, creamy crack for the women. You know, brothers can't grow their hair out. You know, they get dreads or something like that. Um, Oh, it, it, it's a problem. You know, Oh, well you cut your hair, uh, Jamal, you know, it'd probably be better for you for your, for the position. So Jamal got to go cut his, all his hair off his head. If he want this position that, that he's well overqualified for. Black folks are so overqualified in a lot of these corporations, and, and yet Brad comes in with barely a high school diploma and and, and get a position over you, and, and and you've been making money for that company all day, but just for the the, the color of his skin, he can get over you. I'm like, aren't you tired of that as black people? Like, take that talent and go create your own business and make your own money. But but it's not easy to do. It's not. The key is how you start a business while you working your job, you start your business. So you literally gonna have to be working two jobs, the job you have, and then the business that you created. And then once you build that business up enough where well that, that business is, is paying you uh, at least two to three times more than what you're getting paid on your current job, then you can walk away. It's always a way to, to do things. We can't just look at things as, as a big task and give up. We can't give up as a people, but being militant integrationists and being at the mercy of the Democrats or Republicans, 
Hell no. I'm about to be at the mercy of these people for what? I'm sick of seeing my people thinking that, oh, well, if we just get Joe Biden in, if we get the Democrats in, man, these people have proven to us no matter what political party is in there, they're not for us. But we need to be for ourselves for a change. Look at the Asians. They don't be running out there talking about a Democrat or Republican. But look at how they got going because they got an economy that they built. All these different groups, they, they build an economy for themselves. And then once you build an economy, you got a little war chest and you can walk up to these politicians locally, uh, uh, in a state nationally and say, Hey, you know, we need to get this done. So, so, uh, they put some money behind you. We can't do that if we depended on, you know, white supremacy to, to provide our daily bread. See the few people that do uh, work for us on our platform, they ain't got to worry about their natural hair. Matter of fact, I, I encourage natural hair. They can wear their hair all kind of ways. They they can represent themselves and be in, in all a blackness with no with no problem over here. But we focus more on you know doing for self ownership, etc. So what I'm trying to say here in this in this particular podcast today. Let's focus more on taking control of our community, focusing more on ownership, get away from this militant integrationalism crap. Because that being an integrationalist is what the previous generation wanted, and that, that just didn't work. We, we see in the end it didn't work. All we did was transfer all the money that we had in our own businesses. Think about that. Prior to desegregation, we had our own everything. We were self-sufficient. And then when, when people got on this militant integrationalist crap, then that's when everything transferred to them. Trust me, desegregation made the white supremacists win. Yeah, you got to go in their shops and you still got to deal with racial profiling. You still got to deal with rolling of the eyes and all that other stuff that you had to deal with. You understand what I'm saying? So we, we, we need, we need to focus more on ownership. We need to focus on taking control because if you don't want control and ownership, if you don't want any kind of power, and what is what is the point then? What is the point? What are you doing? Because all you're saying is, if you just want to be a militant integrationist, is I just want you know to be a part of what white supremacy has, but just treat me a little better. And the end of the day, that's still being a slave. Thank you for listening to the Philo Scott Audio Experience. I hope you learn something from our program. Make sure if it's your first time here, go and check out all the episodes that we have. Start binge listening. That way you can get acclimated to everything that we're talking about. If you like our show and we would greatly appreciate you liking the show, support us monthly. You can do it as little as a dollar or more. Support of the show helps us to keep going, helps us to change, upgrade, buy equipment. You know, eventually we're going to start bringing guests in and we want to make sure we put on a great show for you guys. So support is definitely something that we greatly appreciate. We definitely appreciate all our supporters that we have now. We love you. We cherish you. Thank you for everything that you're doing. See you next time.